Hello and welcome. Come on into the Church of Stop Shopping. I'm Reverend Billy. It's the Earth Church, and there's plenty of room here for you. Come on in and sit down. Just about to start the message of the day, which has a title, The Earth Goes to Washington. Everyone in the United States Congress suddenly comes to life. The speaker is damning someone from the judge's chair up there, and she stops. Isn't this something? I'm breathing. The trumper down in the well, looking up at the speaker, hating her, he gazes down at his body. His hips are circling round and round. He looks up helplessly. He's beginning to dance. Nancy and Mitch and Marjorie and AOC and Chuck and Ayana and Ilhan and Debbie and Tom and Hakeem and Pramila and Dan. All the congresspersons are laughing and starting to dance. And it's on C-SPAN, as big as life, the world can't believe it. Congress, the famous capital of fear and loathing, is dancing. The earth has come to Washington. Most of our bodies ready to breathe, beat, flow, laugh, and when all of it happens at once, dance. And when we listen to the ornate curses that are the lingua franca of American democracy just now, <laughs> the lower body is hidden from view. We're watching and listening to the 2% at the top, the head and the face, spitting venom, framed by accessories like hairstyles, fists, and the occasional salute. Fundamentalism marches out of the frontal lobe of the cerebral cortex of the congressperson and colonizes the voice box. But below the collar of the power suit is the natural world. Down in the body are the sounds that grew into that hateful language. Down in our body... There is the laughing of the humming and the singing. And so I'm going to stop there now. I'm going to share a beautiful kind of music with you, a musical interlude. We're going to listen to our mother from inside the womb. Listen to what a preborn baby is listening to. right inside the miracle there. Now, how did the words of hate happen that hatred could come out of that rich garden 
that garden of miracles inside. Where do these accusations of fraud and murder and infanticide come from? Everybody's been called everything now in public. And the repetition of it is so extreme that it seems like people aren't saying anything anymore. But we still have the sounds of laughter and song inside of us. And that makes us believe that language can begin again. Down in the pre-language parts of the body, the 98% of the body below the hate-filled amplification at the top, our natural selves offer some hope of graciousness in the future. Our bodies remind us that we are walking ecosystems full of life. Our bodies are in a state of evolution and extinction. That's where the evolution is headed right now, but more of that later. Our bodies have the bones and gestures and the feelings of the earth evolved in us. We are shaped by the savannas and the mountains, the mangrove swamps and the rainforests and the high plains deserts. The earth has shaped us and we carry that in us. And didn't you hear the earth when you were listening from inside that baby? Didn't you hear the earth? It's not for sale. 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 I'm telling you, democracy is not for sale. Not for sale. Not for sale. I'm telling you, democracy is not for sale. Burning with the justice ghost. Justice in my hand, in my feet, justice in my heart, all over me. Justice in my hand, in my feet, justice in my heart, all over me. Telling you my neighborhood is not for sale, not for sale, not for sale. I'm telling you my neighborhood is not for sale. Burning with the justice goes. The justice goes. Justice in my hand. Justice in my feet. Justice in my heart. All over me. Justice in my hand. Justice in my feet. Justice in my heart. It's all over me. Feel it in my hands. Feel it in my feet. Feel it in my heart. All over me. Feel it in my hands. Feel it in my heart, feel it in my mind, in my world. Feel it in my hands, feel it in my feet, feel it in my heart, all over me. Feel it in my hands, feel it in my heart, feel it in my mind, in my world. Welcome to News from the Natural World, I'm Savitri D. In a major shift to combat plastic waste and reduce its carbon footprint, the Coca-Cola company will sell its popular sodas in bottles made from 100% recycled plastic material in the United States. 
The Tesla co-founder Elon Musk has offered a $100 million fund for inventions that remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere or oceans. Global greenhouse gas emissions over the last century have made southern China a hotspot for bat-borne coronaviruses. A new study published today in the journal Science of the Total Environment provides the first evidence of a mechanism by which climate change could have played a direct role in the emergence of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic. The study has revealed large-scale changes in the type of vegetation in the southern Chinese Yunnan province and adjacent regions in Myanmar and Laos over the last century. Climatic changes include increases in temperature, sunlight, and atmospheric carbon dioxide. They've changed natural habitats from tropical shrubland to tropical savanna and deciduous woodland. This created a suitable environment for many bat species that predominantly live in forests. The number of coronaviruses in an area is closely linked to the number of different bat species present. The study found that an additional 40 bat species have moved into the southern Chinese Yunnan province in the past century, harboring around 100 more types of bat-borne coronavirus. This global hotspot is the region where genetic data suggests SARS-CoV-2 may have arisen. Economic growth is often prescribed as a way of increasing the well-being of people in low-income countries. A new study suggests that there may be good reason to question this assumption. The researchers found that the majority of people in societies where money plays a minimal role reported a level of happiness comparable to that found in Scandinavian countries, which typically rate highest in the world. Freezing drivers were stranded for hours in traffic jams in Germany, and COVID-19 vaccination centers were shut in Britain as Europe was pummeled by the heaviest snow in years. Some parts of Germany were cloaked in up to 20 inches of snow. Traffic on a motorway near the city of Bielefeld was brought to a standstill, with some drivers trapped for at least 16 hours. The bottleneck caused by cars and lorries stuck in the snow stretched over 23 miles. Fossil fuel pollution caused more than 8 million premature deaths in 2018, accounting for nearly 20% of adult mortality worldwide. A plume of Sahara dust that has blanketed parts of southern and central Europe in recent days caused a short, sharp spike in air pollution across the region. The European Commission's Copernicus Satellite Monitoring Program said measured levels increased in places such as Barcelona and in the French cities of Lyon and Marseille on Sunday. The cloud of fine sand blown northward from Algeria tinted skies red and mixed with fresh snowfall in the Alps and Pyrenees, leaving slopes looking orange. While these small particles can enter the lungs, causing breathing difficulties, asthma attacks, and other health problems, the concentration of Sahara dust didn't reach levels considered harmful. Hailstorms are growing more ferocious and unpredictable and are moving into new regions of the U.S. at a rate of 1.1% each year. Hail is now the costliest form of weather after hurricanes and wildfires. The change in frequency and intensity is attributed to climate change. The hail is a serious enough threat that European insurance companies will no longer underwrite insurance for car dealerships in the Midwest. A new law drafted in Germany will require that farmers gradually reduce their use of the popular weed killer glyphosate and stop using it completely from 2024 in order to preserve clean habitats for insects. In activist news, a group of Inuit hunters have braved nearly a week of freezing temperatures to blockade a remote iron mine in northern Canada. 
in protest over an expansion plan they say will harm local wildlife. The blockade, which has prompted solidarity rallies in other Nunavut communities, has also exposed growing tensions between large Inuit organizations with the power to approve development permits and residents of the small communities where the impact of such projects is felt. Since the 5th of February, seven hunters have created a makeshift barrier of snowmobiles and sleds to block the airstrip and service road of the Mary River ore mine, halting operations. Temperatures in recent days have dipped below the negative 30s. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Blackstone's fish owl is the largest living species of owl. The fish owl is a subgroup of eagle owls, which specialize in hunting in riparian areas. The Blackstone lives in wooded areas in the east of Japan's second largest island, Hokkaido, and in small areas in adjacent Russia and China. They weigh three times as much as North America's largest owl and have a large, sloping beak. Blackstone's fish owls live in dense, old-growth forests near waterways or wooded coastlines. These owls are primarily active at dusk and dawn. For an owl, it spends unusual amounts of time on the ground. They may even trample out a regular footpath along riverbanks it uses for hunting. The Blackstone's fish owl is critically endangered, threatened by habitat fragmentation and human incursion on woodlands. And hear the call of the Blackstone's fish owl. I come from also where the wild things are. We call it Oma'a King, the land to which the people belong. It is not the concept of private property, the land to which the people belong. Think about that. That's a whole different worldview, and that's really what we really need to work on having. You know, where do we belong? What is our covenant? What is our relationship to land and to place, and how are we going to actualize that in our work and what we do? The land to which the people belong, that, that, is, that is where I come from. But it is also the land where the wild things are. You know, there is that here too, but where I live, you know, you have frogs, you have butterflies, you have all kind of biodiversity, you have wild rice, you have bears, you have mountain lions and geese and swans and sturgeon. You know, we live where it is good still. It is good still. And they say on a worldwide scale, indigenous people are about 5% of the world's population, but where we live is about 75% of the world's biodiversity. You know, so I really think it's time for us all to work together if you want to protect the biodiversity of life, because that's where it, you know, it comes from, life comes from that, we all need to work together. Our wild rice itself, just to say, you know, dormant in lakes because they were flooded by white people who need to have lake homes and big boats, flood our lakes out, 
bury our rice under there. Some of our lakes, one lake, no rice for 50 years. Another was 17 years. And then one day the water levels fell and the rice came back. That tells you something about the beauty and persistence of seeds and of life itself, right? Of life itself. So that's where I come from. That is also, you know, the place, you know, whether it is the Amazon or the Arctic or Madagascar, those are indigenous people's territories. And the same thing, we are everywhere. You know, and at the same time, we are in this time where, uh, you know, we know that this is our garden. You know, my t land is my garden, but I'm also a farmer. You know, my land has mushrooms. My land has all those uh, fiddlehead ferns, right? My land has all that. So our land is our garden. Our land is our garden. That's everyone's garden. If you take care of your land, you know, you can get a lot of things there that may not be in your formal garden. You know, you get life there. We just got to work with that. You know, but also I'm a farmer, and I guess that's why I'm here. You know, I've, I farm, uh, you know, uh, for 20 years or 30, almost 30 years. I'm 60 years old. I farmed since I was 30 for sure. And I raise uh, corn, beans, squash, uh, heritage potatoes, and uh, Jerusalem artichokes, uh, to traditional tobacco varieties, and I raise hemp. I'm a fiber hemp farmer. I'm a fiber hemp farmer. So that's what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about. You know, so that's, that's what I do, and that's what we do in our community. But kind of in the bigger picture, I find myself in an awkward situation. You know, probably like a lot of you, I just really want to live my life. The Creator gave me a pretty good gig where I live. You can get sugar from a tree, that maple sugar. And my guy from Sudbury knows that, right? We're on the same team, him and I. And you can get rice from a lake, and you could drink the water from our lakes in Minnesota. That's pretty good, huh? And I just, I feel like my job is to keep it that way. Right? If you got that, why would you mess that one up, right? You keep that one. And so we try to do that, but, you know, I just say at this moment in time, you guys are a smart bunch, but I spent seven years of my life finding the single largest pipeline company in North America, the Enbridge Corporation. You know, I didn't enter into this relationship lightly, believe me, and I want a divorce any time now. Any time now, I'm like, take your stuff and go home. But, you know, we're in a crisis across this country, the fossil fuels industry and the fossil fuels infrastructure, which is crumbling and destroying our planet. And for seven years, the Enbridge Corporation has been trying to throw a new pipe across our territory. They call it a replacement pipe, but you don't put in 300 miles of new line and call that a replacement. That's a new corridor. For seven years, my tribes, a bunch of non-Indian lakeshore owners, Farmers, environmentalists, all those youth climate interveners have faced them down in the Minnesota regulatory system. And we have defeated them already once. We defeated them in 2016 on a pipeline called the Sandpiper. We defeat that pipeline one time. We defeat them. Big company. Then they went to Standing Rock. And they bought, that's the, that's the uh, Enbridge, bought 28% of the Dakota Access Pipeline. And you all saw what happened at Standing Rock. So what I know is that the rights of corporations supersede the rights of people and the rights of Mother Earth, and that's not right. That's not right, because a corporation in the United States is considered a natural person under the law. And the fact is, is that everybody here knows that a corporation is not a person, because a corporation doesn't have a soul. To be a person, you have to have a soul. Earth riots raged yesterday as thousands of tree people crossed the Hudson establishing beachheads along the West Side Highway, planting trees, and then disappearing into the Greenwich Village area, uh, uh, apparently taken in by sympathetic local residents. Police are trying to keep the so-called earthers 
from reaching the crowds of animal humans. Animal humans are occupying uh, the Great Meadow in Central Park as I speak. Bird people were observed by police landing in the Bronx and west uh, from the Far Rockaways in Brooklyn. Now the mayor has asked the administration in Washington to declare earthers as terrorists. They want them to say that parents need to keep their children home. Bird and fish and trees should not be invited into our homes. The tornado uh, storms that have hovered over New Jersey in recent years seem to have given the fish people cover. They seized Liberty Island and Ellis Island late last night. The, the Coast Guard tells us uh, they're having difficulties in approaching the landmarks with their landing vehicles. Now, the refineries on the outskirts of Newark have not been online since a three-pronged attack by bird, fish, and forest people in early April. A reporter invited to tour the facilities found the oil storage tanks covered with rare vines. Experiments in oil reclamation use fossil fuel-eating bacteria. The old power plants are surrounded by armed police. However, the police are in turn surrounded by more citizens, some of them in the illegal nature costumes. Now, they were once considered earthers once considered an eccentric fringe element in the environmental movement, the Earthers' flocks and schools and moving forests briefly seized control of London last month, forcing biosystems over human social systems. This is not a new idea, not a new social observers trace influences to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds and to Edward Abbey's The Monkey Wrench Gang. The problem, officials insist, is the infiltration now of the teachers union all biology teachers in high schools are now held in the famous rubber rooms in the school buildings natural scientists in the universities are also reporting detentions and interrogations the audubon society and the natural resources defense council insist that they've never talked to the earthers never bird people were however uh, photographed on the roof of the audubon society's headquarters in downtown new york infiltration of environmentalist organizations by the earthers is widely suspected by the police you know the, uh, perhaps the greatest problem though is what the police call the bronx zoo breakout conversions traffic jams are reported along the brooklyn queens expressway as motorists spontaneously stop their cars and perform like animals along the highway with their stereos blasting the sounds of forest bird calls or big cat growls from the African plains. Conversions are considered the work of wacky cults to some, but others see the old flash mob tradition run amok, large-scale improvisatory performances. Hundreds of vehicles have stopped in the middle of thoroughfares, Families are taking bird-like positions on the roof or on the hood of the car, soaring with their arms in wing-like gestures. Now, notable among the bird performers are the police, doing the Blue Jay boogie, using their blue uniforms to mimic the jay. Uh, it should be noted that blue, blue jays are aggressive birds, uh, related to shrikes and crows, and, and they are known for their gang-like flocking. No arrests have been reported, however. Uh, the BQE continues its conversion to a strange interspecies biohighway.
Oh, don't we sense that something is going on here? What is going on? We watch the back and forth of the screaming hate. There's something entertaining about it. <laughs> you watch the screams, you watch the damnation, but it's as if the floor will explode with an earthquake. It's as if the ceiling will come down and be covered with a rainforest canopy. Something's going to happen in a second. We will all begin to dance. These lawmakers are so agitated and weird. How can they sustain this any longer? Denying the Earth's presence is not working. The accelerating evolution is everywhere. It's coming through us. You can't close the great oak door and hope to be alone. <laughs> no, the evolution is speeding up and speeding up and speeding up. There is a tremendous release of energy. The Earth is doing something basic. Full-scale evolution of the natural world is speeding up. Change hallelujah. <laughs> and this current crisis can kill us. It is killing us by the hundreds of thousands. But it can also be the basis for the graciousness at the heart of democracy. Any given moment in that old room decorated by the dead. The main fact is that all of the lawmakers are sharing the same life at the same time. All the haters in the room share that 98% that we've been calling life. It's the common thing. It's the whole thing. It is what everybody shares, and it makes the heightened conversations supportable. And what I mean by that is you can shout what you believe, and it does not have to be hatred, because we are all dedicated to the ongoing life of life. Whatever we say, we support the whole thing. And that binding system has usually been the nation-state, or God, or a war, but now it is the Earth. Now it is the Earth. That's the music. That's the dance. And it's time for thank yous and goodbyes. First of all, we'd like to thank the Mystery Baby and the Mystery Baby's Mystery Mother for letting us plug in their sounds, their songs, their breathing on today's Earth Church. Justice Ghost from the Stop Shopping Choir, William Moses and James Solomon Ben. What a dance tune. Dancing for Justice and Democracy. Savitri D., director of the Church of Stop Shopping, thank you for news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Winona LaDuke, our teacher from northern Minnesota, resisting the Enbridge Pipeline, will join you as soon as we can. The Fiery Eagles of Justice, Brendan Burke on the drums. And once again, Jason Candler on the saxophone and the special effects. Jason, thank you. Thank you to Neil Young. Neil, your community that puts us on the religion page of the Times Contrarian in the Neil Young archives. And finally, thank you to Peter and Christian at Pantheon Podcasts for putting us on 50 podcast networks around the world. Amen. And a special thank you today 
goes out from the Church of Stop Shopping and the Reverend Billy Radio Earth Music Earth Action Show, yeah, to KXCR 90.7 FM, serving the good people of the stunningly beautiful Oregon Central Coast. We are honored to be a part of your radio family. Earthalooya. Somebody give me an Earthalooya here today. Amen. <laughs> 